everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the GoTech Please and Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. What the hell am I doing here? It's Friday night. Oh, wait, I'm Evan. Yeah, I'm asking myself the same question. I, you know, it should be partying or whatever. But instead, we're recording an emergency episode of the podcast to prepare for the basketball team's bid in the final four of the NIT. Something that's very exciting and something I also didn't realize was this weekend or else we probably would have talked about it a little bit on the show. Yeah, right. I, I mean, there was a week between the first game and the second game. And then the third and fourth games will be within, you know, a day and a half of each other after after that win over Western Kentucky, which we will cover in full on the next episode of the actual podcast. So we're not going to talk about that because, you know, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're catching it on Saturday or maybe Sunday morning. Um, or just after the fact, and you can laugh at us for being wrong about everything we're about to say. But we're going to cover this Final Four because we feel like it's a it's a big enough occasion for us to record a little special podcast for it. Yeah, I assume that laughing at what we said after the fact is the majority of the reason why people actually <laughs> listen to the show. So yeah. let's go ahead and give them some fodder and talk about this semifinal game against Mississippi State. Kind of weird where we played Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the same postseason tournament and also played Southern Miss and swept them earlier in the year. We're going pretty good against the state of Mississippi so far. Yeah, um, James Cottrell on Twitter pointed out that, you know, we we might be able to annex the whole state of Mississippi um, to Ruston if we win this game. So uh, no pressure, Bulldogs. We're just, uh, you know, about to claim a bunch of extra territory for ourselves if we win. But, uh, I'm not sure that's the best move fiscally, but or, <laughs> or otherwise. But still, yeah, it would be nice to kind of sweep an entire state, especially when we're playing probably their three biggest programs across all sports. Oh, yeah, for sure. But back in reality land here, uh, Tech plays Mississippi State on Saturday at 2 p.m. It, the game will be broadcast on ESPN. Um, so if you, for some reason, are listening to this after the fact and missed the game, um, and want to know what happens, you can go watch the replay on ESPN Plus. So check that out. What can we uh, what can we expect from these Mississippi State Bulldogs? Yeah, well, we can expect, at least from the commentators, to make a, well, I think the Bulldogs will win this one joke at some point oh my during gosh. the broadcast. This game yeah. is predicted to be very close, and I would not feel comfortable put betting money one way or another, but I would bet money on the fact that somebody will make that joke. So just getting ahead of that ahead of time. Yeah, if that's a prop bet, definitely take that one. Also take yeah. the bet that somebody will make fun of Kenneth Lofton's weight and then later in the game be like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Because that always seems to happen when national broadcasts pick up our games. But, you know, I also made that that comment on Twitter yesterday and it's doing quite well. So if you listen to the show, you've probably already seen my take on that. So anyway. Um, I do believe it's the same commentators from the yeah. quarterfinal game against... Western Kentucky, but still, I mean, they may still go through that whole character They'll probably arc in the still press like booth. Forget, yeah, forget that he's really good and be like, oh my gosh, he weighs so much, but he's so heavy. And then be like, wait, but his feet are good and he's great and he and he has a quick release and he bodies people up. And it's like, by the, it's so interesting to watch the, the like journey that these announcers go on with Kenneth Lofton because it's like, yeah, no, if you'd watched any of his tape, you would have known that he's actually really good or just looked at his freaking stats. But anyway, that's not what we're here yeah. for. We're not here to have yeah. an That's what the normal hour. episode, the yeah. normal episode is devoted to Kenny Lofton fandom. But instead, right now, we're going to talk about the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. 
The Maroon Bulldogs went 17 and 14 on the year and 8 and 10 in SEC play, finishing ninth in that conference. Uh, Ken Palm has them as the 77th best team. By the way, Tech is 76th, one place higher. So uh, we should win this game, right? Yeah, I mean, technically we should win, probably by like a tenth of a point or something. But um, we have played some common opponents so far this season. Mississippi State beat North Texas 69-63 to back in early December. So, of course, Tech went, I think, 1-2 and two overall against the Mean Green this year, uh, winning one in Denton and then losing in the conference tournament, obviously. By the way, if North Texas caught this version of Tech that beat Western Kentucky the other day, I think it'd be a totally different game. But Because it seems like we've kind of figured out our offense without Kobe Williams as the point guard. But we'll talk about that in more detail in a couple days. Also, Mississippi State split the season series with Tech's first round NIT opponent, Old Miss. So um, not a whole lot I can take away from those common opponents, honestly. Yeah, it seems that the fact that these are two similarly ranked teams feels kind of spot on. And the fact that they're both in yeah. the semifinal NIT matchup seems just about right. Uh, the best win for the Mississippi State Bulldogs of their season came against Ken Palm number 41, Florida. But they also did beat Ole Miss, who was number 52. Also Kentucky, number 47. And so far in the NIT, they've beaten St. Louis and Richmond, who are number 55 and 66, respectively. So they can beat some good teams. And uh, fun fact, Tech is a good team. However, the worst loss in the resume is to a number 138 Texas A&M, which that actually kind of tells me that they haven't really had that kind of WTF game because 138 is still pretty high for a worst loss. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I I think that goes to show you that the SEC is a pretty highly regarded league in terms of their Ken Palm rankings. You know, they're, they're they're not fielding a lot of like, like some of the bottom feeders in CUSA are like, you know, number 240, number 250, that kind of thing. The lowest teams in the SEC are going to be in that 150 range for sure. So <clears throat> Mississippi State lost a lot of games this year, but none of them to like, wow, they really shouldn't have lost that game, you know? So it, it'll be interesting to see how these two teams that are pretty much evenly ranked in terms of their Ken Palm numbers stack up against each other. Also worth noting, we're both four seeds in this tournament, which is the lowest seed you can be um, in each little, like normally there's regionals, but in this tournament, it's all in Frisco. So I guess that's not really how it's done this time, but Tech is a four seed and Mississippi State is a four seed. And we both made it to the, you know, we both won our respective regionals to get to the final four um, on the other side of the bracket which we'll get to later both of those teams that won were one seed so um, that's just kind of a little fun fact i guess so they're doubting us is what i'm hearing basically and also i guess doubting mississippi state but they're doubting bulldogs right in general yeah just, yeah, just bulldogs they're of... like make those we don't like that mascot make them four seeds yeah that, that's exactly i think what happened yeah but in terms of mississippi state with how they shoot the ball, their effective field goal percentage on the season is 172nd in the country. That's right around middle of the pack. But Tech's defense is 11th in the country at forcing other teams to take those bad shots and not hit those field goals. Uh, the Bulldogs of Mississippi State like to take a lot of two-pointers. They're 14th in the nation at taking two-pointers. But when you take a lot of two-pointers, you don't take a lot of threes. So they're 330th. It's a lot of threes when it comes to taking those threes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so that basically tells me that Tech's going to have to play strong inside 
to force Mississippi State into shots that they're uncomfortable with, right? They, they want to get inside. They want to take two-pointers. They really don't rely on the three-point shot. So if Tech can play strong inside and force them to take shots that they don't want to take, they're going to be unaccustomed to taking those three-point shots. So obviously that's a high-risk, high-reward because if they get hot from three for once in their in this season, that'll be bad for Tech. But they really haven't shown that so far this year. So I think that may be the strategy defensively for Tech coming into this game. Yeah, and I think Mississippi State likes to go and drive to the bucket and make those twos instead of threes just because of how tall their team is. Nationwide, by average of the average height of the average player on the team, they're the sixth tallest team in the country. Oh, wow. Which is impressive. Uh, looking at their roster, they have a six foot ten, who we'll talk about in a second, Tolu Smith. Also a seven footer in Quentin Post, a six foot niner in Javian Davis, and another six foot eleven in Abdul Abdul Addo. So just kind of that's four solid tall guys that they have on the team. Meanwhile, Tech's biggest player is Andrew Gordon at six ten, which yeah is nothing to sneeze at. But we only have one of him. But we also have Junior Lofton, which is a six foot seven cheat code. But still, right. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, one other or another thing we should look out for with Mississippi State is their turnover rate. I mean, they are just really, really bad at giving away turnovers. So 22.2% of their possessions end in a turnover, which is 318th in the nation. So Tech, especially if Kobe Williams can get into the game and be effective as the uh, quote-unquote one-armed bandit, which, you know, we made fun of the announcers earlier in the game, or, or earlier in this podcast, excuse me. But they did call Kobe the one-armed bandit, which I freaking love. So that that's going to be a key for Tech is to take advantage of those turnovers and score off of them. Um, they also allow a lot of steals against them, which makes sense because they give up turnovers. Um, they are 300th in steal percentage um, when they are on offense. So Tech, especially guys like Kobe Williams, should be able to uh, make these guys make some mistakes with the ball. And if we're talking about turnovers, you know we're also going to be talking about rebounds. It's the two things we always talk about. And Mississippi State gets a lot of offensive rebounds. Their offensive rebounding percentage is 36.2%. So over a third of the time, they miss a shot on their end of the court, and it's up for a rebound, and they're the ones that pull it down. That's eighth best in the nation. Uh, This rebound battle will just be kind of fun to watch overall. Tech's defensive rebounding is 34th best in the country. So it will be a battle on the boards when Tech is on defense. Yeah, I mean, there's going to there's gonna be some some battles in the middle between Addo or Adu, however you say his name, and, uh, and Gordon slash Lofton, whoever's playing. So it's going to be fun to watch. Um, there's going to be some boxing out. You know, we'll see how they how the refs decide to call this game. Are they going to call those ticky-tack fouls like they did against Western, or are they going to you know, let the guys battle on the boards, like you said, Nathan. So that'll be maybe even a key to the game. Are they going to let the guys get rough on the boards? Or are they going to, you know, shut that down early? We'll see. But it'll be fun to watch either way. Yeah, that always seems to be a deciding kind of thing in the game early on is seeing what the refs call and what they allow the players to get away with. And that kind of dictates the pace and how tech even strategy-wise, how they go forward in that game. Uh, one more note about just the overall offense and defense in this game is that offensively, Tech's effective field goal percentage is ranked 138th nationally, and they're going up against the 43rd best defense. So this may be a low-scoring game because Tech has a good defense, Mississippi State has a good defense. This could be a 
I was about to say a four-two basketball game, but that's <laughs> that's kind of a little over the top. So you're thinking uh, baseball? But it could be, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we're recording this right after Tech beat Southern Miss in Game One, so we're on that oh, baseball yeah. high right now. Yeah. But either way, I mean, this will be a probably a low-scoring game, but I mean, you never know. Tech also likes to play fast. They play fast with a good defense, which is a scary combination. But we'll have to see how they perform against Mississippi State. And those Bulldogs have some good players, as much as it pains us to talk about. Uh, who are some of the guys we should watch for on the Mississippi State sideline? Yeah, are they I call mean, the sideline in basketball. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, bench, I suppose, but uh, these guys are starters, I think. So they've got three players averaging in double figures, which kind of stood out to me. Iverson Molinar, who plays the point most of the time, but he also can come in as the two. Um, he averages 16.8 points per game. DJ Store plays the two and the three. He's at 16.2 points per game. So he's kind of, those two are kind of their, their one-two punch offensively. But then Tolu Smith, who plays the four, he's kind of one of those taller guys you mentioned earlier, I think, Nathan. He's at 12.6 points per game. So they they get a lot of scoring out of those three main dudes. Um, So if Tech can kind of quiet those guys down, like I said, force them into shots that they don't like to take, that may may help a lot with keeping this score lower. And so I'm guessing that's what Conkle is going to want to do coming into this game is try to force those guys to take bad looks when they come into when they when they come down offensively so um, it's also worth noting that dj stewart hit the game-winning shot against richmond um not at the buzzer but but you know under five seconds to play in the quarterfinals on thursday so they won by one point off of that shot so they also have some people who can hit those clutch last second shots so hopefully tech will be up by more than one is what i'm saying yeah. Um, and by the way, something I should do before we start recording is I looked up the pronunciation guide for the Mississippi State basketball team, and it is Abdul Abdul Adu. Okay. And Tolu Smith. So there we have. I love it. how you did that. Like, what are we on? Like our 80th episode or something? You finally looked up the pronunciation guide. I've done this for two other schools in the past, and I could not find it very easily. I had to, op- okay. I had to open up Mississippi <laughs> State's media guide and scroll through it till I found it. Luckily, it's on page three. Anyway, oh, okay. okay. Let's talk predictions now. Just like you, like no one would predict it, I would have looked up what the pronunciation guide was. How do the computers believe this game will go? Yeah, well, Ken Palm has no idea. It, Ken Palm's saying it's a pick 50%, um, which I've actually never seen a straight 50% before. But with that being said, they picked Tech to win 69 to 68, so that's obviously nice. Massey, though, says Tech has a 49% chance to win and predicts a 67 to 66 loss and ESPN gives tech an even worse 48.7% chance to win. And they don't give a score, but it'd probably be somewhere around 60 something to 60 something, you know, one point less. So what do you think, Nathan? I mean, let's just talk about this one before we get into the rest of this episode where we predict the, the total overall, you know, what is tech going to do in this final four? So how's tech going to stack up against Mississippi state? I mean, I'm scared of their bigs. Just straight up, I'm scared of their bigs. But outside of that, this Tech team that's played these last two games has was the Tech team we thought we would see going into the conference tournament. Oh, yeah. And the injury to Kobe derailed all of that. It just took all of the momentum. Yeah. Uh, I, I whether wish, or not he played or not. 
That's, I wish that, that this tech team that, that just played Western Kentucky was the team we saw in that conference tournament because it's amazing how we figured out that offense. And I'll save most of my comments about that for the next episode. But I mean, it, it was just amazing to watch the last game compared to like where we were against North Texas a week ago, you know, a week and a half ago, whenever it was two weeks ago, I guess. I don't know, but I completely agree. Yeah. And so I, I don't think this tech team is beatable <laughs> right now. I think there are some teams that are in the NCAA tournament that could beat them pretty easily. But in this... Not Gonzaga, the left, but Gonzaga, right? We could beat Gonzaga. We could beat yeah. Gonzaga and Loyola, and that's it. The rest <laughs> of them could probably beat us. Oral Roberts would beat us pretty easily. But <laughs> when in terms of the NIT eligible teams or the teams that didn't make the big dance, I really think that Tech is the best team among them. And so this is this will be a struggle. I don't think we'll see Junior Lofton dominate like he did against Ole Miss and to a lesser extent against Western Kentucky, I think we'll be closer to what we saw against the Hilltoppers where he was battling against Bassey in a way that you knew he had to battle. Uh, here, I think Tech will want to stay outside and they'll have to have that interior defense. I think this is a game that Andrew Gordon really steps up in as well because he's been that great interior defender. I think Tech wins this game. I don't know if we're doing predictions yet, but I think that Tech wins this game because they're the best team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think Tech's going to win this game against Mississippi State. That's that's what I would predict. I'm not as afraid of Tolu or not Tolu um, Abdul Adu inside because look, Gordon and Lofton just had great games against a better player as as a center at Western Kentucky. So Bassey ranks I think like 13th in terms of block percentage, and and Bassey ranks higher across the board compared to Abdul Ado or Adu. So you know, I, I think that, like you said, this this seems hot right now, and I don't know how that translates to the rest of the field. We'll talk about that in a in a second, but I think that I think this game is going to be a little bit lower scoring than Ken Palm and Massey predict. I think it'll be in the 50s because both teams have better defenses than offenses, so I think it'll be more of a like 62 to 59 or something like that type of type of game, not a not a 70 to 68 or whatever Ken Palm is saying. So yeah, I um, agree with that. Yeah, I I look for Lofton to have some success inside against Adu uh, because I just I don't think that he's as good. I mean, he's still like ranked in the top 50 in terms of block percentage and all that stuff um, in the nation, but you know he's not as good at getting rebounds as Bassey is. So Bassey, for you know, we're saying he had a our guys had a good game against him. He had 15 points and 16 rebounds. So I just I don't think Adu's going to do that. And obviously that's a stellar performance if we're talking about a tech player doing that. But like for Bassey, it's like oh wow, we held him to 15 points. Great. I just I don't see a performance like that coming from Adu. And I think that Tech will be better at forcing these bad shots than the other teams that Mississippi State has faced so far in this tournament. So. I'm predicting a tech win and we'll move on to, to the other teams, I guess. Yeah. I, I do want to closing thoughts. The reason why I'm scared of their bigs is not because I think one is better than Lofton. Cause I think Lofton beats any of them individually. It's the fact that their most frequent lineup includes a six foot nine guy at the three, six foot 10 guy at the four and a six foot 11 guy at the five. That, yeah, that's I'm more fair. afraid just of the numbers than of the individual talent. But yeah, I, I mean, they have, they have a lot of a lot of length that Tech does not have. That's for sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how how we stack up against that hype that is like that SEC hype that we just don't have. But you know, if if like if if freaking um, 
Ledoux comes out and hits five of six or seven of eight or whatever the hell he hit from three the other day. I mean, we're not going to lose to many teams in this in this tournament. So um, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see what happens because either way, Tech will play on Saturday. If Tech wins, they'll play Colorado State or Memphis at 11 a.m. on ESPN. But if they lose, which they won't, then on Saturday they'll play Colorado State or Memphis at 2 p.m. on ESPN. That's yeah. right. The third place game is played pretty much immediately after the first place game, which is kind of weird. weird that they don't put the third place game first and then save the best for last. But hopefully Tech will be playing first and not second in this in this uh, scenario. So yeah, that's what that's what my hope is. I guess. I mean, it may be the fact that the NCAA tournament itself kicks off at around that time that third place game does. So they're trying to get in the first place game before everyone switches it over to CBS or, or wherever, but yeah. still it, it feels like the third place game should be first, but it will be against Colorado state or Memphis. And so we want to do a quick preview of that because that game is the day after <laughs> the semifinal yeah. game. So we won't have time to record so, edit. Yeah, and we don't want to record again tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to like have a panic recording session tomorrow night. So we'll we'll record we'll do this now. Yeah, we're getting this out of the way now. We will feel good about ourselves for being proactive. Uh first up though, we'll talk about Colorado State. Both of these are one seeds meeting up in the semifinals. The Colorado State, they're the Rams, right? We haven't played them since like the 90s Independence Bowl. They're 20 and 6 on the year, third in the Midwest, and 60th best team in Ken Palm. Their best wins include a split road series with number 25, San Diego State, a split road series with number 44, Utah State, and their worst loss came to number 88, Nevada. This is a good team, just yeah. based off of that, and the fact they've only lost six games. Yeah, this this on, honestly feels like a team that could have made the NCAA tournament, but I guess they must have lost too early in their conference tournament to get in um, because, you know, like, like you said, they're the 60th best team in Ken Palm. From my cursory look at the schedule, I did not see any common opponents. I could have missed one, so I apologize if that was the case. But Colorado State seems like a pretty good team. I mean, they're very balanced on offense and defense. They have they have good numbers in Ken Palm for both of those sides of the ball. Their effective field goal percent is 33rd overall on offense and 64th overall on defense. So. Um, again, a very stout team. We're talking about 350 or so teams in D1 basketball. So they're in the, the top echelon on both sides of the ball. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how Tech can stack up against a team like this if we play them. Yeah, a pretty big if. Before we jump to their opponent, though, let's talk about some of the players to watch on this Colorado State team. Uh, two guys on offense, David Rody or Roddy. I'm not going to look at the pronunciation guide for three schools in one show. Are you crazy? Guide for all the teams in the in the bracket? Yeah, you ask way too much of this kind of show. Uh, it is 11:30 p.m. Eastern time, after all. So I guess I can't. Yeah, I'm doing that. this literally in my sleep. I guess and he plays <laughs> mostly the four position, some of the five position. Averages 16.1 points per game and 9.5 rebounds per game. So a guy that yeah. almost just about averages a double-double, which... Yeah, uh, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, his uh, counterpart, though, is also pretty good. Point guard Isaiah Stevens, 15.2 points per game and 5.4 assists per game, a good point guard stat. He gets almost all of the minutes at the point guard position. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's playing. I, if I remember cor- correctly, it's like ninety one percent of the minutes at uh, at point guard. So um, pretty crazy, and he can dish as well as score. So I mean, he's going to be driving the lane. I assume um, without watching any tape or anything. Uh, I I think that he's going to be the kind of player who's getting inside and then either shooting the ball effectively and also passing the ball effectively when he does that. So, you know, kind of like a, like a day, day Bracey almost where he can drive the lane and either score or kick out when he needs to. So he's going to be hard to slow down for sure. If we end up playing him. So Colorado state, I think is a, is a tough team because they are so balanced and it's like they can play a defensive game or they can play an offensive game. So Tech really relies on defense a lot, so it'll be interesting to see how we can stack up against a team like that if we end up playing them. Yeah, that seems to be a lot of very good defensive teams in this NIT yeah. because the next yeah. I'm, team I'm to thinking talk about like, is Memphis. As I as I created this these notes, I was just like, man, defense really does win championships, doesn't it? Or at least like knockoff championships. Uh, in apparently, they don't. <laughs> apparently, defense gets you relegated to the NIT. Yeah, well. Hey, we're we're one of twenty teams still playing basketball at this point, so I'll take that. You know, yeah, take that, North Texas. You may yeah. have gotten the the conference championship, but we're still playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm editing out all our crying right now. Twenty minutes later, let's talk about the Tigers of Memphis. Eighteen and eight on the season, they finished third in the American Athletic Conference, and they're 39th ranked in Ken Palm. Their best wins on the year include a split series with number 56 Southern Methodist. They beat number 59 Boise State so far in the NIT and came really close to the West Kentucky just dominator, number four Houston. I included uh, Houston as a, as a, quote, best win because they're number four in Ken Palm. And, and Memphis, I mean, they lost by three and then they lost by two in the conference tournament um, to Houston. So those aren't technically wins, but I mean, that's really impressive to lose that closely. And uh, like you said, Western Kentucky lost by like 30 points, I think. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even a game when they played Houston. So, yeah, Memphis is scary for sure. Yeah, Memphis is scary, but they're not scary to the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Number 124 in the country, Tulsa is, and they lost twice, Memphis did, to Tulsa. So, I mean, they are beatable. They do have those eight losses. Though the yep. common opponent, though, is that Memphis also played Western Kentucky in November and the Hilltoppers topped the Tigers winning 75 to 69. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> looking at this Memphis team, one of the things I noticed about their schedule is that those eight games that they lost, a lot of them are kind of like, like they split a bunch of series or they, they'd win a game and then they'd lose a game to a team that you're like, man, why did you lose to like number one Oh one when you just beat number 37 or whatever. But I think that the thing that stands out about this team is oh my god their defense is amazing i mean we said tech is 11th in uh in opponent effective field goal percent this team is number one in ken palm for defense in the country number one that's incredible and they're in the nit right so i don't know what to make of that really but if you look at their defensive rankings they're just green across the board And, and when we say green we mean they're number five in opponent effective field goal percentage. They're number 28 in forcing turnovers. They're number two in opponent three-point percent. They're number nine in steal percent, number 15 in block percent. I mean, they're just they're just in that top, top tier of college basketball across the board on defense. 
Yeah, which says a lot about their offense, again, if they are in the NIT. Right. There are other stats to talk about here, but the biggest one I want to talk about is we harp a lot on Tech's free throw shooting. Uh, They are shooting the ball just under 70%, which is actually kind of a couple ticks up from the past few years. That's number 226 in the country. Memphis shoots the ball 60.9% from the free throw line. That's number 341. Which yeah, I, I don't know how many teams there are, bad. but that's, that's near the bottom. 350-something, I believe. Yeah, like maybe 355 or something. But Actually, there are 347 that have played. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so yikes. Um, the teams that are worse than Memphis at shooting free throws are UC San Diego, UNC Asheville, New Mexico, Loyal of Maryland, Mississippi Valley State, Maine, and that's it. Wow. Yeah, and this is a one seed in the tournament because they're in the NIT because their their defense is so good. But they're also, I mean, they're okay at shooting the ball. They're about middle of the pack in effective field goal percent, one sixty. But you mentioned how bad they are at free throws. They're also terrible when it comes to turning the ball over. So they force a lot of steals and a lot of turnovers defensively. But they rank three hundred sixteenth when when they're on offense in terms of turning the ball over. So on 22% of their possessions, they'll turn the ball over. And Tech is pretty good at, at forcing turnovers as well. So if, if we play Memphis, it'll be a defensive slugfest. I mean, it may be like a like a 45 to 43 type of game. And that's just ugly as hell, but that may be what we end up with. Yeah, the first team to 25 wins. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, the Tigers individually, though, because DeAndre Williams has been their defensive powerhouse. I guess he's a six foot nine power forward slash center hybrid. He ranks ninth nationally in steal percentage, which yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. That, he, he you, get, get, you get a lot of time, steals. You got a good defense. Yeah, he spends most of his time at the four, but he also plays backup five, I believe. And then they've also got a guy named Musa Cisse, is how I'm going to choose to say that, who ranks twenty third in block percentage as well. So they they've got some dudes that will block shots and steal the ball. So Tech's going to have to not waste possessions against this team, not just have those lazy passes that we see sometimes from guys like guys like Ledoux and Archibald, who will just kind of, you know, soft touch the ball and it ends up getting stolen. I mean, these guys will take advantage of that. They're probably salivating as they watch tape on Tech going into this Final Four. Yeah, and I guess... Who can blame them? There's a lot of good defensive tape out here in this in this little tournament here. Yeah. Um, offensively, though, you know, back to the offense, uh, no single player really stands out. Again, that's not really the strength of this team. They're pretty balanced, though, scoring across the rest of their lineup. Worth noting so far that in the NIT, Landers Nolly the second, not junior, the second, who yeah. plays at the three, just to make it even more confusing, has had one hot <laughs> game and one cold game. He had 21 points to beat Dayton, and then eight, and they're one against Boise State. Yeah, so I, I mean, and looking at their like top scorers in on a per game basis across the season, it's either Landers Nolly or, or I believe they have a guy named Ellis who who can score as well. But it's really like you know some games their top scorer scores 11 points and they win the game, and so they're going to score pretty evenly. There's not really that player who will take over a game in most cases, so. Um, it's really a different team from a lot of the teams in Conference USA where you've got a Hollingsworth or you've got a, a Hamlet who's going to come in and score 25 points in a game. 
uh, Memphis really doesn't seem to have that in in most cases anyway. Yeah, they're a a team that likes to share on offense and be very selfish on defense. I guess where they're just selfish from the other team by taking all of their basketballs <laughs> and going home. Just don't want to share any points with the other team, I guess, which is yeah, fair. That's yeah. I mean, who could blame them for that? So we've we've previewed the other teams that are in this. We've talked about. Mississippi State, who Tech will play first, and then either Colorado State or Memphis. How do you think this tournament shakes down as a whole? Who do you think wins the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, um, Ken Palm gives Memphis a, I believe, a 61% chance to beat Colorado State in that uh, other Final Four game, um, which means that Tech Tech is at 50% per Ken Palm, right, to beat uh, Mississippi State. So that gives us a 31 roughly percent chance to face Memphis in the title game and also a 31% chance roughly to face Colorado State in the third place game. So, and of course you can do the math on the rest of that. You know, there's a 19% chance we play Colorado State in the title and 19% chance we play Memphis in third place game. So uh, really to me, Ken Palm is saying, you know, kind of throwing their hands up and saying, I don't really know what's going to happen here. So I'll let you go first, Nathan, since I've just talked a lot. What do you think is going to happen given those numbers from Kempom? Yeah, I think that we already said that we think Tech will win this game. I, both of us kind of predicted that against Mississippi State. And I think Memphis is the better team out of them and Colorado State. Just that defense is so hard to overlook. Um, yeah. And yeah. I would say that Memphis is probably the best team in the tournament. I just said Tech was, but those defensive numbers, again, oof. Uh, yeah. But I refuse to pick Memphis to win a game against Tech because my parents went to a different school in Memphis and they always hated the fact that Memphis State at the time got all the attention. So I know what that's kind of like. So I'm picking Tech to win the whole thing. Tech is beating Memphis in the championship on Sunday afternoon, morning, afternoon, something like that. Yeah, that's that's an interesting reason to choose, to choose Tech to beat Memphis. Um, <laughs> It's um, emergency pod. I have to have my emergency reasoning. Yeah, f- fair enough. I I also think Tech will beat Mississippi State. I think that we're hot right now. And Mississippi State, I mean, they've obviously gotten to this point in the NIT, but I just think that Tech's defense will be enough to, to slow down those three main guys and we'll be able to game plan for those three main guys. And I don't think Mississippi State will have an answer for that. And I think Lofton will have a good game inside against their their admittedly taller center. But I think that Lofton has, you know, a, a unique set of athleticism that people don't expect, obviously, if you ever listen to announcers watch Lofton for the first time. So with that being said, I think Memphis is going to beat Colorado State. And I don't like how we stack up against Memphis, man. It's just really hard. If Ledoux makes his first three-point shot of the game... <laughs> Uh, this is a really random reason to say whether we're going to win or lose. But if we play Memphis in the title game, if Ledoux comes in and hits his first three-point shot, you know, two minutes into the game, he takes a three-pointer and he hits it, I think we'll win. Because I think if he gets if he gets confidence early in a game, we just saw it against Western Kentucky. I mean, he hit his first, what, five three-pointers, and the first one he missed was a freaking three-quarter shot, three-quarter court shot at the end of the first half. So really, we're talking, I mean, he he went like six for seven from, from three point. If he could repeat that performance against any of these teams in this field, we're going to beat anybody, right? Because if Ledoux scoring 20 plus points in a game, we're going to beat anybody in this field. But with that being said, I mean, 
Memphis is just so good defensively, and Tech hasn't played a team like that. North Texas is pretty good defensively, but they're not number one, right? I just I think the most likely scenario here is for Tech to come in second place in this tournament, unfortunately, against Memphis. If we play Colorado State in the title game, I would pick us to win, even though they're a lot more balanced. I just think that Tech's defense is good enough to take over a game and force Colorado State to play in a way that they don't want to play. So I, I think the most likely scenario is Memphis wins the tournament against Tech in the title game. And the second most likely is that Tech beats Colorado State in the title game. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna say that my actual prediction is that Tech loses to Memphis in the title game, comes in second, ends the season on a, on a loss, maybe close game, I'm going to say like 54 to 51 because it's going to be ugly if we play Memphis. It's going to be defensive and ugly basketball for sure. Lots of turnovers. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm realizing my answer means that Tech will have won a tournament, but it won't be the conference tournament. And that stings just a little bit more. Oh, man. <laughs> and we'll end the show on that kind of energy because I'm taking this is an emergency podcast. So I'm taking an emergency exit. We're not going to do the full wrap-up thing. We'll just end it right here. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And go Tech. Please don't die. <laughs>